Hello, and welcome back to Stories New and Old with me, Alyssa. Today, we're going to talk about one of my favorite items to see in museums, snuff boxes. I often joke that you know a museum is good if it has a snuff box in it, and I wanted to explore the history of these small decorative containers that were used to hold snuff or powdered tobacco. If you follow me on Instagram, you can check out an entire highlight that I have dedicated to snuff boxes that I've seen throughout the years. And I recommend you go and check that out so that you can get a visual of what a snuff box even looks like, even though, of course, I will describe it to you. Um, But if you take a moment to do that, I think it'll give you a good foundation and we can get right into the episode. So like I mentioned, snuff boxes were small decorative containers used to hold snuff, which is a powdered tobacco that is inhaled through the nose. They were popular in Europe and America from the 17th to the 19th centuries and were often made from precious metals, enamel, or other materials. I've also seen snuff boxes referred to as gold boxes because while they often held snuff, you could use the box for other small items like jewelry and money. But snuff itself was first introduced to Europe in the 16th century by Spanish explorers who had returned from the Americas. The first snuff boxes were simple. They were often made from wood or leather. However, as snuff taking became more popular, so did the demand for more elaborate snuff boxes. The upper classes saw it as a more refined alternative to smoking tobacco, and snuff-taking was seen as a sign of good breeding and social status. Um, It was also often used to show off one's wealth and one's good taste, um, which is why you wanted to have a very beautiful snuff box to use. The finest snuff boxes were made from precious metals, like I mentioned, such as gold and silver, and they were attributed to whatever craftsman had made the base box, even if another artist had added on top of it. The appearance of snuff boxes is described in a guide from the Metropolitan Museum of Art in this way. Some boxes were made entirely of gold, polished, matted, chased, engraved, and even tinted. On others, the gold was set off by enameling. Figures or still lifes in bright opaque colors were painted directly onto the gold surface. Trails of vines and flowers were carved out of the surface. The spaces filled with shimmering, translucent shades of blue and green. Other boxes were little more than gold frames fitted with panels of another material. Hard stones, porcelain, lacquer, mother of pearl, and miniature paintings were all used in their design. So imagine you have a box like this, as beautiful as what I'm describing. It's about the size of your palm. It's made out of pure gold. And you get to take that out of your pocket, pinch some snuff from it, and then casually leave that box on the table for everyone to admire. (laughs) Snuff boxes often depicted portraits of famous people like monarchs or politicians and artists. There were some that had landscapes and seascapes or other scenes from nature. Mythological and religious figures were also pretty popular, as were animals like dogs, horses, and birds. Some boxes had flowers and other plants on them, while others had geometric patterns, enamel work, and jewels. There are some boxes in the Met that you can see that are like literally encrusted in diamonds. It's pretty wild. The choice of motif often reflected the personal taste of the owner or the occasion for which the snuff box was given. For example, a snuff box given as a gift for a wedding might be decorated with a portrait of the bride and groom or a scene from a romantic novel. 
Now, we really got to peak popularity in the 18th century. There were new developments of techniques for making snuff boxes that led to further increases in their popularity. New materials such as tortoise shell and ivory were used to make snuff boxes, and techniques such as engraving and enameling were developed to decorate them. The rise of consumerism and the desire for fashionable accessories also contributed to the popularity. Gold snuff boxes and boxes decorated with portrait miniatures were prized and were frequently given as royal gifts, often to ambassadors or members of the court in lieu of cash payments for their services. So these things were, they were worth a lot. In the 18th century, there was also a growing middle class with disposable income, and they were eager to buy fashionable goods. So snuff boxes became a popular item for this new market, and they were often sold in common shops and markets rather than just being commissioned by the wealthy. Some merchants even advertised new boxes with each change of season. So just like you would get your new shoes or your new dress, you would also get your new snuff box. But if you wanted to be more economical, um, you could get what was referred to as a tabergé acage, um, when I'm probably butchering the pronunciation of that in French, <laughs> but it basically describes a base gold box that you can simply change the panels out of with different images instead of buying an entirely new box each time. There were also snuff boxes made of less expensive materials like porcelain, and those tended to come in a variety of shapes, like there's one at the Met that's a shoe, there are a bunch that are animals. Um, and like I mentioned, I actively seek out snuff boxes, so I've seen many over the years. If you do visit the Met, I highly recommend that you go to the snuff box section in the European Decorative Arts Galleries. The Met has a collection of over 1,200 snuff boxes. Of course, not all of them are actually on display, um, but the Met's snuff box collection is one of the largest and most comprehensive in the world. There are snuff boxes that are sprinkled throughout the entire museum. Now, of course, it wouldn't be a Stories New and Old podcast episode if I did not bring us back to the Founding Fathers, as we always do. Um, there is actually a freedom box in the Met that was presented by the Corporation of the City of New York to John Jay, and you can see that in the American wing. It's an exceptional American snuff box made by Samuel Johnson and engraved by Peter Rushton Maverick. It was one of five gold boxes that were presented to patriots of the American Revolution. This particular box was created for John Jay, who was celebrated for his role in negotiating peace with Britain and who signed the pivotal 1783 Treaty of Paris, um, which is the treaty that was ending the Revolutionary War. Jay would go on to become the first Chief Justice of the United States and the second Governor of New York. So lots of New York connections there, and it's very cool to see this gold engraved box. I tried to find famous snuff box makers, and like I mentioned, there are the people who actually crafted the box itself, and then there are the people who decorated it. Um, but one that I did find, because there, there wasn't like a ton of information on this, um, was a guy named Jean de Colore. Again, not really confident in my French pronunciation there, uh, but I found that on November 11th of last year, a snuff box that he made was sold by Sotheby's at auction, and it went for between 60,000 to 80,000 British pounds. Um, so these boxes were serious business and can still be quite prized today. 
Now, they didn't stick around forever, right? So the popularity of snuff boxes, they peaked in the 18th century and it began to decline in the 19th century. This was due to a number of factors, including the rise of smoking cigarettes and cigars instead of taking snuff, um, as well as the growing awareness of health risks associated with tobacco. By the early 20th century, snuff taking was largely seen as very quaint and outdated. The oldest known snuff box is a tortoiseshell box from the 16th century that's on display at the British Museum in London. So that's if you want to go all the way back in time. Um, And then snuff boxes evolved into cigarette cases and music boxes. And now I would say today you can think of things like jewelry and watches and purses are like the modern day snuff box to give you that status symbol. There you have it. That was a short history of snuff boxes. I hope this inspired you to seek out the snuff boxes in the next museum that you go to and to find beautiful objects in your own life. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the Stories New and Old podcast on your platform of choice. You can follow me on Instagram to get teasers for new episodes um, and check out my blog for more great history content. If you're so inclined, please rate and review this episode as it helps me to come up with new ideas and is a great way to support the podcast. Thanks for listening to Stories New and Old with me, Alyssa. I will see you next time. Mm